Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Hope you're having a great Monday morning so far. It's July 17, 2023. Good to be with you here on EWTN. And every day, God willing, Monday through Friday, and hope you had a blessed weekend and were able to stay cool and safe. Still a lot of weather issues. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, let me tell you what's coming up today in the program. A book, 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul from Anthony DiStefano. Now, normally he joins us with amazing children's books, but this one, I'm sure it's a very great book, but it's for adults. And it's perfect for this month of July because this is Social Wellness Month. And I was just talking about that in the first hour of my program and how important socialization is to our physical health, our mental health, but also our spiritual health. And if we look at what the Surgeon General said not too long ago, we were suffering from an epidemic of loneliness. It'll be interesting to talk to Anthony about the guide and one of the things that we can do to make sure we're staying healthy in all ways, and I'm sure socialization has a lot to do with that. And then we'll chat with Eric Scheidler, Executive Director of the Pro-Life Action League, a wonderful pro-life leader in the Midwest based in Chicago, about some events coming up and what we're looking at in terms of a number of things, leading into some elections around the country. We talked about that this morning on the Sunrise Morning Show with Matt and Nanny regarding the amendment, this horrible abortion amendment that's coming up for a vote in the fall, and it's a carbon copy of what we saw in Michigan. So there's a lot of efforts to get the word out about uh, various activities going on. Eric Scheidler joining us at 39 minutes past the hour. And then Gail Buckley Berenger from Catholic Scripture Study International will give us a word of wisdom, quite literally, from Wisdom 11.4, our verse for today. When they were thirsty, they called upon you, and water was given them out of a rock and from hard stone, a remedy for their thirst. That's Wisdom 11.4. So jot that down. That's your Bible of the week. All right, what's the weather look like? Well, we still have some issues out there, and we'll have some stories on this as well in the news in just a few minutes. National Weather Service saying the relentless heat impacts continue across the southern states, and they're expecting even more records to be broken both today and tomorrow. Meanwhile, heavy rainfall across the mid-Atlantic and northeast will finally be moving off the coastline for a little bit of a break to start the week. Upstream wildfires continuing, and there's poor air quality issues from the plains, the Ohio Valley, reaching all the way to the eastern seaboard on Monday. For example, in Michigan, they're calling for mostly sunny skies today, but if you look out the window, there's like this haze, and it seems like it's cloudy, but it's actually this haze that's over the area because of the wildfires in Canada. So be careful out there, and stay tuned right here to Catholic Connection and all of our great programs on EW10 for all of the latest information. Let's get started. It is a Monday once again, July 17, 2023, and you're listening to EWTN. Addressing the faithful gathered in St. Peter's Square for his Angelus yesterday, the Holy Father turning to the Gospel for Sunday. Of course, a parable of the sower. The Pope explaining he's attracted by the metaphor of sowing and invited everyone to do as Jesus does. The Holy Father noting that although Jesus knows our soil, 
he does not tire of trusting that the fruit will be abundant. In commenting on the parable, Pope Francis looked into the image of sowing, as Vatican News explains, focusing on the freedom of the person to accept or not to accept the word that is the seed and insisted on Jesus's obstinacy in trusting the soil, the heart of each person, and that it can be fruitful. He said, Jesus, a good sower, does not tire of sowing with generosity. He knows our soil. He knows that the stones of our inconsistency can get in the way, as well as the thorns of our vices. Both can choke the word. Yet, the Pope says, he always hopes that we can still bear abundant fruit. The Pope went on to address especially parents, focusing on their task of passing on the faith. Holy Father noting parents should not be discouraged if at times their children do not seem to understand or appreciate their teachings. He said the good scene still remains, explained, and it will take root in due time, the Pope said. Finally, he also addressed priests, religious, and lay people, urging them not to be discouraged if they do not see immediate success when proclaiming the word. Let us never forget, he said, when proclaiming the word of God, even when there's nothing happening, or so it seems. In reality, the Holy Spirit is still at work, and the kingdom of God is already growing through and beyond our efforts. Catholic News Agency reporting this morning that Cardinal Matteo Zuppi, the Italian leader tasked by the Pope to head a peace mission between Ukraine and Russia, is in D.C. today through the middle of the week. That's according to Vatican News. A cardinal's visit comes only weeks after the Biden administration announced it was sending an additional $800 million in weapons to Ukraine's counteroffensive, including morally problematic cluster bombs that have been banned by most countries, including the Holy See. Zubio has already visited both Ukraine and Russia again, will be in the U.S. starting today through the 19th. He will be accompanied by an official from the Vatican's Office of the Secretariat of State. In other news this morning, a big story out of the East Coast. Scott Carr tells us that DNA from a discarded pizza crust may have helped New York police find a suspected serial killer. Over the past decade, at least 10 sets of human remains, mostly from young female prostitutes, have been found on Long Island near Gilgo Beach. Now an architect and married father of two, Rex Hewerman, has been charged with murdering three of the women. Police tell the New York Post Hewerman's DNA was obtained from a discarded pizza crust and that it matched the DNA of one of the victims. A former FBI profiler reportedly says Hewerman allegedly made calls to the family member of one victim, Melissa Bartholomew, because he wanted to hear the fear in their voice. Hewerman's pleaded not guilty. He's being held without bail. Pennsylvania police capturing an escaped prisoner who's been on the run for over a week. Authorities announcing on Saturday that Michael Burham was captured without incident in a wooded area near the town of Warren. The homicide suspect, who was considered dangerous and was said to have survivalist skills, escaping from the Warren County Prison in northwest Pennsylvania last week by breaking out through the roof. David Folk Thomas tells us New York's Governor Kathy Hochul is urging residents in her state to be very careful because of flooding that's occurred the last few days. Hochul holding a press conference Sunday afternoon after the National Weather Service issuing a flash flood warning for the city as well as Nassau and Westchester counties. Hochul warning New Yorkers to stay off the roads. A flash flood doesn't give you warning. It comes literally in a flash. And in those moments, your car can go from a place of safety to a place of death. The governor pointing out the rainmaking capability of the storm system, saying Suffolk County on Long Island had gotten five inches of rain in only two hours. 
Meanwhile, Mark Fayfield explains severe thunderstorms and heavy rain are also impacting travelers across the Northeast. FlightAware reports there were more than 9,400 flight delays within, into, or out of the U.S. on Sunday. More than 1,700 flights were canceled. The severe weather prompted ground stops at John F. Kennedy and LaGuardia airports in New York and Newark Airport in New Jersey. Elsewhere, flash flooding in Pennsylvania has killed at least five people in recent days. And when it comes to the weather, if it isn't one thing, it's another. Meanwhile, extreme heat continues, as you heard in the weather forecast, to bake parts of the U.S. Forecasters in Phoenix saying over the weekend it was the hottest day of the year for the city, which hit 118 degrees at Sky Harbor International Airport. In California, Death Valley topping out at over 120 degrees. And the mayor of a suburb outside of Phoenix blaming a record heat wave on a lack of rainstorms the area normally sees this time of year. We're used to several days over 110, even even days in the high teens. But this is unusual because of the weeks-long duration of them. Mayor John Giles saying the record is 18 straight days set back in 1974. Yesterday would have been the 17th day in a row, by the way. And the long-range forecast for Phoenix shows high temperatures of 110 degrees or more every day for the remainder of this month. And country star Jason Aldean is recovering after reportedly suffering from heat exhaustion over the weekend. The performer was forced to walk off stage early during a stop on his Highway Desperado tour in Hartford, Connecticut on Saturday night. Uh, I don't think it was quite that serious, but um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was pretty intense last night at the show. Anybody that was at the show knows how hot it was. And uh, I don't know, something just kind of, I knew it was coming. I was trying to get through as much of the show as, as I could. And, in a video posted over the weekend, he explained he had been out golfing prior to the concert and was likely overheated and also dehydrated. The country singer says his managers are working to reschedule his Hartford show. Jim Forbes tells us United Airlines has reached a labor agreement with its unionized pilots. Earlier this year, the union rejected an offer made by United and threatened a strike unless pilots received their higher wages. On Saturday, the airline announced pilots will get a significant 40% pay raise in the new four-year contract. Keeping airline pilots in the air is key, as officials believe the U.S. is short about 10,000 pilots with the shortage expected to last for the next few years. Well, one 2024 GOP presidential hopeful says he has no interest at all in running as a third-party group's candidate. Speaking over the weekend on ABC's This Week, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie saying he would not want to be the no-labels guy for president. We saw this with Ross Perot. We saw this um, later uh, with Ralph Nader. You never quite know who you're going to hurt in that process. Christie dismissing third-party candidates in general, saying the president, according to his opinion, will always be either a Democrat or Republican nominee. And finally, in our new segment at about 10 minutes past the hour on a Monday morning, July 17th, Monday today, yep, is the last chance for taxpayers to claim a tax refund from 2019, as Rebecca Hughes explains. The IRS says nearly $1.5 billion in refunds remains unclaimed from the year before the pandemic, and about 1.5 million taxpayers may still be eligible for a refund. There's a three-year window to claim tax refunds, but in 2020, tax day was delayed three months because of the pandemic. So this year, the three-year deadline falls on July 17th. The IRS says the 2019 return must be filed on paper and postmarked by Monday. Thanks for tuning in to EWTN on a Monday morning and hopefully every day here on our network. Let's go back to the weather before we take a break. We still have some real problematic situations around the country, so be very careful out there, especially if you're in the south and southwest. 
Hot conditions continuing for the south and rain reprieve. Some good news to the northeast, but we still have a lot of air quality issues persisting. Once again, if you're just tuning in, here is the weather. If you missed it earlier, the relentless heat impacts continue across the southern states with more records being set today and tomorrow and heavy rainfall across the mid-Atlantic. A bit of good news in northeast moving off the coastline, providing a well-needed break to the start of the week. Upstream wildfires continuing, bringing poor air quality conditions from the plains, the Ohio Valley, and reaching the eastern seaboard as well. And that will happen later today. Coming up right after the break, we're going to chat with author and speaker Anthony DiStefano, a brand new book, 30 Days to Your New Life, a guide to transforming yourself from head to soul. Now, Anthony's written a number of books, including best-selling children's books. And this one sounds a little bit similar to his very successful book, A Travel Guide to Life and A Travel Guide to Heaven. We'll see what 30 Days to Your New Life is all about when we come back. It'll be really good discussion, especially this month. We are in the middle of Wellness Month, Social Wellness Month for the month of July. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. This program, Catholic Connection, co-produced by Ave Maria Radio out of southeastern Michigan and, of course, EWTN out of Irondale, Alabama. And you can check us both out online, AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com. Stay tuned. More great programming right after the break. One of the reasons we should go to Mass is because it is the food of the saints that we receive. And for the saints, they understood rightly that the time after Holy Communion, that those moments are the most precious moments of our lives. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the EWTN Chapel, every morning, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and Television. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. It's a great topic, especially during Wellness Month of July, 30 Days to Your New Life, a guide to transforming yourself from head to soul. Our guest is very familiar to our viewing and listening audience, Anthony Stefano has written many, many best-selling books. So, Anthony, as we would say in Italian-American style, uh, this is a little bit different. I mean, you're going, sounds like you're going back to the beautiful books you wrote, The Travel Guide to Heaven, Travel Guide to Life. 
What sure. prompted you, as opposed to another fantastic children's book, you've been producing them like crazy the last couple of years, to get back to something like this for adults? Thanks for joining us again. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And, and don't worry, those children's books are coming. You've got two of, them, <laughs> two of them coming next year, an Easter book and a Christmas Of course book. you do. So, of course I do. So, no, no, no. I, but I do, <laughs> I, I do like to. I'm primarily an author of adult books. Even my children's books are written, uh, you know, f not for children, but for the childlike, I like to say. Uh, so, they're for everyone. Uh, this book is a, a thoroughly Catholic version of a book I wrote called The Travel Guide to Life. It's a totally a new version of that book. I, uh -huh. I found, that, you know, I tried to write most of these adult books for all Christians. I try to take a C.S. Lewis approach. And the reason I usually have done that is because we're obviously fighting a common enemy out there, the secular, hedonistic, uh, anti-Christian right. society. And so it's good for us to stick together with all our brother Christians. However, in writing a book like this, which is a book to help transform your life and make it better in every single way, it's just impossible to write a book like that and not include something like the Eucharist or the right. sacraments it's, and the grace that you can get being a Catholic. So mm -hmm. I, 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 it was just, it, 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 it's, it's just a more honest attempt at helping people to transform their lives. There are so many people who are suffering out there, so much confusion in the world, so many people seem to be lost. That's why I've always been a big fan of the personal development industry. I'm for anybody who can help alleviate suffering and help people, you know, get off their keisters and change their lives for the better. But mm -hmm. there's a serious limitation with those health help uh, programs. I've taken a lot of them myself. They work for a while, but they're only temporary, the results. Right. When life right. really hits you with a two-by-four, all those programs break down, and that's because they focus too much on self-help right. and not enough on God's help. Yeah, it's all about you, that you can solve all the problems in the world if you just maybe, you know, get this book or get this particular program, and instead, you know, ignoring God and keeping Him out of the picture. So this basically is a 30-day program for attaining lifelong peace, correct? Lifelong happiness and peace, that's right. And for, and for systematically taking, cleaning up all the messes in your life. So many people out there are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with problems, they're, and they're afraid. They're afraid for their children and their finances and their jobs and their, and, uh, the, the, their marital problems. Fear is, and most of all, the biggest problem people have with fear, fear. is that they're afraid that they don't have what it takes to overcome their problems. That's what they have a, a great fear of. And, it, and fear paralyzes you. Mm -hmm. So this book is all about harnessing the power of momentum. It's about, it's a 30-day program because I don't want people to try to binge and overcome all their problems at, at once. That They didn't amass all their problems at once. They're not going to solve all their problems at once. But this is about slow and steady wins the race. It's about doing, taking small but consistent actions over, a, over the period of a month. And by the end of that month, you're going to have so much momentum, you're going to be on fire to, to transform your life. And it won't be the results you'll get, unlike with regular self-help programs, uh, which are temporary. The results, hopefully, uh, from reading this book, will be uh, permanent. And the reason is because they're based not only on self-help principles, but on traditional, solid, orthodox, Catholic, grace-filled uh, principles. 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul. Interesting that we're talking about this during the month of July, which is Social Wellness Month. And there's so many issues that people are dealing with right now. You mentioned the fear, and you mentioned so many people are not happy or feeling fulfilled. And then we have even our Surgeon General coming out earlier this year, not too long ago, talking about an epidemic 
of loneliness and how we're so isolated now. Part of it is due to COVID, but really we've been coming more and more isolated over the years. The media are a good thing if we use them wisely as a church teaches, but so many people are wrapped up in themselves. So do you look at this issue and the lack of socialization that's occurring more and more in, in, in our society and that we need to get out there and be with other people? Sure, and it's almost cliche to say this now, but in this world of social media where everyone has just got their heads buried in their phones and their tablets, uh, you walk into a room and there are five uh, teenagers and, 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 and they're together, but they're not together. They're all by themselves because they're each you know, buried in their social media. You know, you, and, and so there's very much this situation of isolation and loneliness and people living artificial lives. You know, and what's coming up the pike, too, with all this artificial intelligence and this virtual reality, it's going to get easier and easier and easier to live these artificial lives mm-hmm. without, any, uh, without any real responsibility until life really comes and hits you with a two-by-four. And then when it does that, which it inevitably will, you're not going to be prepared to deal with that because you've spent too much time uh, living a false, phony life, and you haven't built up your willpower. It's all about your willpower. We're out there in the world every single day making decisions between good and evil, between bad and good, and you've got to be exercising that will, otherwise it deteriorates. Mm-hmm. And then you have no willpower at all, and then when you're, when you're faced with big decisions, life-changing decisions, you're not, you're not able to make it, and that's what leads to loneliness and paralysis and unhappiness. Talking with Anthony DiStefano, his latest book from Sophia, sophiainstitute.com, 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Toe, not to give the book away because we want people to get it, but give us a sample of some of the steps that you're asking people to take seriously in terms of if they want to transform themselves. Well, well, first of all, a lot of these uh, things that I say in this book are, are uh, things that people know already, but like the saying, like the saying uh, goes, you know, it's not what you, it's not... Uh, knowing what to do, it's doing what you know. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. So, uh, again, in, in the spirit of taking small steps here, the first thing people have to do, and it's so simple, and even religious people don't do this, is you've got to put God first. And I mean that very literally. Uh, literally, the first thing you do in the morning when you're coming out of dreamland yep. and entering into the world of the living, offer up a quick prayer to God. Right. You know, thanking Him for another day. Right. Maybe say the Our Father. Uh, or, or, or use that beautiful morning offering that the Catholic Church has. Don't let your first thought be about social media or how many likes your Instagram post right. got or how stressful your day is or your bills. First things first, plug yourself into the power source of the universe. Say a quick prayer to God. That's one thing. The second thing is you've got to start cleaning up the messes in your life. God is a God of order. From the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, right. we see him separating light from darkness and land from water. We have to imitate him. Okay, so it means no matter how big your problems, you've got to start simply by doing things like making your bed in the morning, by dressing uh, neatly, by cleaning your desk, by cleaning your computer screen. Slow and steady, slow and steady, your head's going to begin to clear too, and then you'll be able to handle those bigger problems in your life. There are so many other things. Well, it's it's just so it's so interesting when we look at these simple steps that we can take, and and we think we have to start out with this this big whole, you know, a movement in ourselves. But the very first thing you mentioned is put God first. In the first chapter in my latest book, um, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, 10 Things I've Learned uh, About Living a Godly Life. My mother taught me about living a godly life. The first one, the first chapter, also published by Sophia, by the way, great, great company, is offer, she used to say, and you know this being from the East Coast, offer it up to God and put it at the foot of the cross. So God first in everything, she would tell us, everything. That's right. right. 
That's right. And uh, this this thing, and you know, we and again again in the Catholic Church, uh, unlike our Protestant brethren who don't really have a good understanding of redemptive suffering, we have an understanding of the body of Christ and what it means. Uh, to be able to offer up your suffering, to attach your suffering to the cross, so that it actually helps other people in your family, we can actually we can actually make up for what is missing in the suffering of Christ. Now, of course, nothing was missing in the suffering of Jesus Christ Himself, but in the body. Well, of that's Christ, right out of Scripture. Saint Paul says that. But that's you're right. About, yeah. But in the in the body mm-hmm. of Christ, that's where we can help. That's where we can make up for what's missing, and so. If you, there's so much wasted suffering in this world. You could be in a traffic jam, and you could be aggravated and wanting to curse, but if you take that aggravation and you offer it up to God, you might be able to help your son or your daughter who's going through a problem right now. There's mm-hmm. so much wasted suffering in the world. Suffering never has to be wasted because you could always offer it up, uh, as you said in your book, and, and it can do something. It can have powerful, powerful results. Talking with Anthony Stefano, 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Toe. We have it at the Ave Maria Bookstore. We also have it at the EW10 Religious Catalog and, of course, through our friends at Sophia, sophiainstitute.com. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about little steps. As we look at St. Therese in the little way, I mean, we can make big steps, but usually those big steps t- take a lot longer, and we really have to. But you can start, I think you have to start in small ways. And one of the things that really helps me, and Dominic and I started to do this years ago, Anthony, and we try to do it every day, is to do the readings to the Mass together as a couple. That kind of sets the whole day together. It sets the whole tone of the day, putting God first. First and foremost, put Him first, as in Jesus. Yay, Jesus. More with Anthony Stefano, 30 Days to Your New Life from Sophia. We'll be right back on a Monday morning. Stay tuned. As a Catholic dad, I know how frustrating parenting can be, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert support with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along with each other and love the Lord, downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, a supportive community of faithful Catholic parents, and tons of other benefits, like my Bedatitudes podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. Live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowledge by acquaintance is what St. Paul's talking here. We need to increase our acquaintance of God. What can we do to increase our knowledge of God? Well, study scripture, pray fast. But here's the obvious question. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? Or are you simply kind of staying stable? You're living off past encounters. When we speak of increasing our knowledge of God, 
as I said, you can read all the books you want about God and you'll have lots of information, but it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily become acquainted with him. We need to know God by acquaintance. And that's what lies at the heart of all true religion. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. If you're here, God's not through with you yet. Always room for self-improvement and to grow in our relationship with God. And make sure we are God-focused so that we think we can do it ourselves. Nope, not possible. Has to start with him. And he has to be numero uno. 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Soul. Our friend Anthony Stefano back with us. Brand new book. So, Anthony, we know that um, there's certain times of year that we look at goals, and I think New Year's is always one of them. We've got all, we make all these big goals or all these resolutions, and the problem is, is that we make too many of them that are not reachable or attainable quickly, and they fizzle out by the end of January or even earlier. So you mentioned we were chatting during the break. There's a few points that you wanted to make about the book regarding goal setting, correct? Sure, sure. And first of all, people do need to set goals. Sure, I mean, how sure. in the world are you going to hit a target if you don't have a bullseye? Right. And goals give you a bullseye to shoot for. And there are very, there are, you know, you can read any personal development book and they can tell you, give you the, the uh, you know, points that are necessary about setting effective goals, writing them down, looking at them every day, setting goals that are big enough to inspire you, and then mainly taking a whole bunch of action uh, steps to achieve those goals. But I, what I wanted to say is that there are three basic uh, kinds of, um, uh, in, t- in taking action, there are, there are three basic things that a person has to do, and these can really serve as guiding principles for a person's whole life, really. And, and it took me a long, long time to discover these things. But the first thing is this. In every situation you're in, whether it's at work, in your family, in a friendship, in a business, even in a simple everyday conversation, insofar as it's possible, always try to be the person who adds the most value. You know, Christ, huh. Christ said that anyone who wants to be first must be last and servant of all. And he knew what he was talking about. Okay, so always be the person who gives the most, always be the person who contributes the most, always be the person who loves the most. If you do that, then the people around you, even the ones who are jealous of you and maybe in competition with you, they're going to help guide you to that next level that, you, that you're supposed to be at. So now, now, in order to do that, in order to be the person who gives the most, who adds the most value, the second thing is you have to be working on improving yourself every day. And doesn't that make sense? To give the most, you have to have the most. There's right. an old Latin expression, uh, nemo dot quad non habit, which means you, you, you can't give what you don't have. Don't have, right. So mm-hmm. you should always be trying to grow, always be trying to increase your knowledge in different subjects, always be trying to discipline yourself, always be being tr- you know, trying to control your negative emotions and trying to be cheerful. You know, like a great chef, you always have to be sharpening your knives. Mm. The bottom line is... Don't waste so much of your money on things. You probably have too many things already. Instead, instead, spend the time, uh, you know, on, on, on and money on ways to improve yourself so that you could better assist others and become the one who gives the most. And the third thing, the third lifetime principle, especially when it comes to set, taking effective action on your goals, is I can tell you with 100% certitude that if you're praying constantly for God's guidance, yep. then that yep. same God is going to inspire you with the best possible action steps to achieve your goals, achieve your objectives. Remember, God made the universe and everything in it. When you're in union with Him, you're in union with the source of all creative 
power. You're actually tapping into creative genius. A human mind connected to God is like a, it's like a giant supercomputer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the goals you set are in line with what God wants for you, uh, then when you ask him what direction to go in, he's going to give you the answer. So every single day, and this, by the way, includes going to Mass, praying together, go to, going to Eucharistic adoration, praying the rosary, all of these types of prayer. But always say to God, God, lead me to my destiny. Lead me to my destiny. And he well, how about you saying, you know, God willing, or as my mother used to say, God spares, as in God spare us, right? In, in terms of this is God's will. I'm praying about this, God, if this is what you want, you'll guide me to it. Let me know. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Because people mistake, people don't understand. Everybody has a dream. Everybody has a dream. But people don't understand that your dream is not your destiny. Mm-hmm. Your dream is not necessarily your destiny. Your destiny is God's dream for you. It's what God wants for you. It's God's goal for you. It's God's objective for you. And like I just said, God's already in your future. He knows what's going to make you happy. Right. Maybe the thing that you want is not going to make you happy. Yep, that's he knows so what's going to make you happy. Yeah, so, so align true. yourself with what he wants, and everything will fall in line. All right, so give the most, improve the most, and then what's the, how can we summarize that third one? I'd like to have a little like short talking points for people. To make God, it goes back to what we were speaking about before. Put God first. Okay. Put God first, and God's going to put you first. Right. Okay? You make sure that God is the center of your day, that you're praying whenever you can, that you're going to Mass, that you're doing those things that you're supposed to be doing as a good Christian, as a good Catholic. And He is going to take care of those first two things that you do, giving the most, improving, your, improving yourself the most. Those things, I mean, it's hard to know, well, how should I improve myself? What courses should I take? What languages should I learn? What parts of my personality should I work on? But if you're praying to God and saying, lead me to my destiny, then he is going to inspire you, okay? He's going to whisper in your ear through his angels or through the Holy Spirit. He's going to inspire you how to uh, improve yourself and in right. what ways to give the most. You have to be open because there are signs all over, and he will speak to us. He'll speak to us in Scripture. He'll speak to us through other people. But if you don't do these other things, then you're not going to hear those messages from God. And it's very helpful as you get older, uh, and if you're a prayerful person, you begin to realize that God has a pattern of speaking to different people in different ways. Yep. And, 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 and for instance, with me, God speaks to me a lot when I go to Mass. I don't particularly, maybe your listeners will be surprised by this, I don't particularly enjoy going to Mass. It's, not, it's never been a very emotional, I, I don't usually like the music, and, uh, you know, and I get bored easily by homilies. I know it's like a, like a heresy to say that. I'm saying emotionally speaking, I don't always enjoy the Mass. But I know the Mass is the most powerful thing in the and universe. the Eucharist, right? The source the most, of summit. The, the yeah. body, blood, mm-hmm. soul, and divinity. And so what God does to spur me on is, he gives me so many, so many inspirations when I go to Mass, through the homilies, through the prayers. I've gotten so many ideas for children's books, Teresa, mm-hmm. and adult books, when I'm at Mass or when I'm praying the rosary. But that's not the way God—sometimes God talks to people through other people, through their friends. He talks to them through the things you just said. You know, they'll see a billboard on a highway when they're driving. God is very sneaky. He uses every single <laughs> way in the world to— to get in touch with you. People out there complain that God is silent. He's not silent. No, he's not. He's speaking all the time. You just have to just have to see it, right? You have to have ears to hear and eyes to see. And you have to be like Benedict and listen with the ears of the heart, right? That's right. Yeah. 
See, the, the bottom line here is that it's not that complicated. We make it complicated and think we have to enroll into some big program or buy all these different courses. You and I are old enough to remember videos and, and CDs and whatnot, but you know, spend all this money and all these things. We just got to get back to the basics, really, Anthony. You do. And, and I'll give you one other point, too, Teresa. If, if another, if, if, first of all, again, back to this idea about starting small. We have to remember that you know, God started small himself when he saved the world. How did he do it? He became a little baby in right. a humble mm-hmm. major, manger. Now, if God started small, then why shouldn't we start small? It's very founded in good theology. But, but, but in, in terms of the big things, like exercising true love, God is love. And if you want to tap into the power source of the universe, uh, then you have to exercise true love. Now, what is true love? Love is the most abused, confused, misused, and overused word in the English language. It's not just mushy, romantic feelings. Love is sacrificial. I was just going to say, yes, yeah, self-sacrifice. Doing what what's best yeah. to the other right. person. So if you're suffering a lot right now, if you've got bills you can't handle, or you've got sicknesses, or you've got, you're afraid of it, then you know what you can do? Go out and find somebody who's suffering more yes, than you and help and them. them. Yes, yeah, stop thinking about yourself and volunteering even. The social science backs it up. Anthony, congrats and look forward to having you back on with the upcoming children's book. Our guest, Anthony DeStefano, his latest book from Sophia. 30 Days to Your New Life, A Guide to Transforming Yourself from Head to Toe. We'll be right back and chat with Eric Scheidler up next. Stay tuned. What can we learn from a 102-year-old doctor? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. It turns out we can learn a lot. Dr. Gladys McGarry is 102. While her tips for a long, healthy, and happy life are not all faith-based, they are worth considering. The good doctor suggests we get nine hours of sleep a night. We spend time with loved ones and build community. This is what parish life can help us achieve, right? She wants us to find and keep finding purpose in life, even after age 100. She says we need to walk, to move more each day. Even at 102, her goal is 3,800 steps a day. She suggests we avoid smoking and drinking alcohol, too. She wants us to find more love and laughter in life. Further, be a good listener. Get a load of this. She says, listening without love is an empty sound, but listening with love is understanding. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God, but I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion, as we believe that he is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, 39 minutes past the hour on a Monday morning, July 17th. Later this week, 
If you're driving around, you may be seeing some very beautiful pro-life banners. Now, we've done this in Michigan for many years. I was just chatting with Eric Scheidler during the break, and they did that last year. And they've done it really in Michigan the last few elections, and it has been very successful, at least until Prop 3 passed last year, but that's a whole other discussion. But this is a really, really good way to get a message across. It's a very unique way, and if you think about it, when you're driving and you see something, that's why billboard campaigns are still so successful. Eric Scheidler, of course, with Pro-Life Action League, on the phone with us. A year after Dobbs, pro-lifers bring message to highway overpasses. So, Eric, thanks for joining us. What's coming up on July 21st, just a few days from now? Well, on July 21st, we are going to be seeing small teams of pro-life activists. We're talking, you know, three, four, five people going out onto highway overpasses, holding up banners in both directions of traffic that say abortion takes a human life. This is a message that resonates with people. It's one of the most successful ways we can present the pro-life message because it's simply scientifically factual, and we find that people will agree with it more than a lot of different statements that we would make. Abortion takes a human life. And the purpose here is to remind people what's really at stake with abortion. There's so much propaganda coming from the Mm -hmm. left, Mm -hmm. from the abortion industry, from the media, from our president. Um, you know, from our vice president, who acts as if pregnancy itself is a kind of disease that we need abortions to fix. I mean, it's we've completely forgotten about the victim of abortion, the unborn child. In all the talk about reproductive freedom and, um, you know, Roe versus Wade and choice, well, what is that choice for? It's, it's for taking the life of a human being through mm-hmm. an act of violence. That's what we're reminding the American people about in a very simple and clear, crisp way uh, this coming Friday, National Pro-Life Bridges Day. And we're going to reach potentially more than 2 million highway commuters with these very small teams of pro-lifers who take these banners out and following our guidelines present this message to the American public. Now, we know that this we've had a lot of success, as I said, here in southeastern Michigan with this. In terms of the cities, you're, you're across the country, north, north, south, east, and west, correct, this Friday? Oh, that's right. We are in, we are in all the regions of the country. Um, we have, especially in, in Illinois, we're very strong because, you know, this is one of the most pro-abortion states mm-hmm. in the country. I argue it is the abortion capital of America. Oh, I don't know. I think Michigan's pretty tied with you now, Eric. I'd have to say we're probably neck and neck with that, thanks Here's to our governor thing, though, and Prop Teresa. 3. Yeah. Illinois is surrounded by Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, Kentucky, and not far from Tennessee. So we are surrounded by pro-life states. Wisconsin's a little bit iffy, but the rest of those, Iowa is just passing a very strong abortion mm-hmm. ban. Missouri, mm-hmm. Indiana. I mean, Illinois is at the center of of a you know of a, of a you know kind of the donut hole, a donut of, of pro-life states, and it's the black hole that yeah. that, that women are falling into. So I'm, I'm concerned about the state, but. In the midst of all of that, God has drawn forth um, an amazing force of, of uh, Knights of Columbus throughout the state. A guy named Ty Simmons, a friend of mine here from Aurora, Illinois, who's been involved fighting Planned Parenthood out there for years, um, has spearheaded getting the Knights of Columbus of this state actively involved in this campaign. So we're very strong in Illinois. My prayer is that someone hearing this who's with the Knights in another state mm-hmm. will get the same fire that, that Ty Simmons has had. Um, bringing this campaign, you know, Ty is a, a, a vet, a former helicopter pilot. You know, he's a he's a tough guy, and, and in his retirement, he's doing this incredible thing. Um, we need more guys like that to expand this even more. But it's going to be a, an outstanding turnout on Friday. Um, we've got over 50 cities across the country 
that are going to be participating, and so we expect to reach um, upwards of 2 million people. We're talking with Eric Schauder from the Pro-Life Action League. The website is prolifeaction.org. So where do we get information if people want to find out more about this effort? If you go to prolifeaction.org, go to our Take Action page, and you'll, you'll be able to see how we do this. We've got a whole how-to page that explains um, with this five days. It's, it's too late to get in on this year's National Pro-Life Bridges Day, but it's not too late to get on the waiting list for our next one. Um, and, you know, that's what happens. People hear, hear about this on the radio or they see a banner when they're driving by or they hear about it from their Knights of Columbus email, and then they call us up. We send them a banner kit. Um, it's only 125 bucks for two banners, full kits that you can take out onto the bridges. We provide local leaders with a legal memo they can hand to any uh, police that might give them trouble up on a highway overpass. The Supreme Court has very clearly called this a public space. Venue that was my next use. question, as people may be wondering about the legality of this. So you do have information that you can hand the police, correct? Oh, yeah. We have the lawsuits out, out there. It's been very successful at convincing the police. And a lot of times the police don't know. It's not like they're out to get us. Um, you know, there's some bad apples, but for the most part, they're just doing their best. They come up, they see some people on a bridge with a sign they haven't seen that before. We show them the memo, and they go, like, oh, okay. Like maybe they call their supervisor, and then they, they leave us to, you know, to do our thing in peace. Um, you know, we also provide guidance on picking bridges. You know, it's a, a you got to find the right location, one with good traffic, one with a safe place for you to hold your sign, not too many obstructions or other signs in the way. It's amazing the tools we can use now. We use um, Street View. We use Google Maps. We're able to look at these locations and really pick ideal spots to reach the public in coordination with the local team. So we give a tremendous amount of guidance along the way so that people mm-hmm. are, are confident in what they're doing is a tried and true and proven um, strategy. So that's what yeah, we're Yeah, your about. page is excellent because it has, you know, sign up, safety and legal concerns, choosing your bridge, assembling the team, deciding when to display the banner, setting up your banner. So reaching out to the media, working with the police, you don't miss a beat here, which is very, very helpful, prolifeaction.org. Now, you're saying it's too late to get the banners out to people if, if they want your bit. Can people do this on their own, though, if, if maybe they Absolutely. can work with the pro-life group? If they can't get your materials, they can certainly make their own signs, right? Absolutely. I wouldn't want to deter anyone from getting involved immediately. I mean, you may not be able to get your kit in time for Friday, but there's next Friday and the Friday after that. This is holiday travel season. We're getting close to the month of August. Our highways are going to be packed with people going on vacation and then, and then heading back to school and, you know, all those things that happen in the in the late summer. So this would be an ideal time to get involved, even if you can't be part of the big day on, on Friday. And, um, you know, we have groups that are going out all the time. We have some groups that are out there every single week with mm-hmm. these banners. Yeah. And we have some other places, too. When Joe Biden came to Chicago just two weeks ago to give his big economic speech and raise a bunch of money, we were there with our Abortion Takes a Human Life signs showing, you know, the public what this guy stands for. So they're it's an incredibly valuable tool, highly visible, and um, really proud of, of uh, how we've been able to expand this thing. So you wouldn't be doing this over and over again if it weren't successful. So what's some of the feedback, Eric, you've received since you started doing this? Well, interestingly, we often see a lot of action on Twitter, and that gives Mm -hmm. us a sense of where people are seeing this sign. Um, And then we see conversations happen because of the 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 response on Twitter and other social media. Um, I mean, a lot of the response is right there on the ground. When we see drivers going by, we find that truck drivers tend to be very pro-life. We've had people come and stop and tell us how much they appreciate it. You know, we're not just there to try to 
reach out to the mushy middle on abortion and remind them what's really at stake. We're also there to encourage the pro-life community. And we always right. have to remember that when we're doing this type of outreach. There are people who have not spoken up about abortion because they think they're the only one. Mm-hmm. They're only one at their job or maybe even at their church, you know. They see somebody with a banner and that reminds them I'm not alone. Right. Those signs and banners and that kind of public outreach encourages people so that they become effective voices for the unborn in their own community. So that's a part of what we're doing here, too. And Eric, again, as we as we wrap up on a Monday morning on the Pro-Life Bridges Day, it's really important, too, because you never know. We were just talking about this earlier in my previous segment about how God speaks to us, who may be thinking about contemplating about having an abortion or someone may be dealing with, you know, post-abortion syndrome in terms of needing some, you know, advice and need a shot in the arm. Or maybe someone's considering to vote on something and then they see that reminder that, you know, abortion uh, takes a human life or stops a beating heart. You just don't know how God's going to use that. So thank you for doing this. And even if you can't get the kit from Pro-Life Action League for Friday, you may still take part in the Pro-Life Bridges Day this Friday. It's being held at 50 locations from coast to coast. All the details, just go to prolifeaction.org. There's a great page on this that can give you a lot of great information. Eric, let us know how it goes on Friday, will you? Will do. You know, women are so often looking for a sign at that moment when they take that pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. This could be that sign for them that they should choose life for that baby. Amen. Amen. And thanks for doing this. More on National Pro-Life Bridges Day this Friday. Just go to ProLifeAction.org. We'll be right back, wrapping up with our Scripture Verse of the Week with our very own Gail Buckley from Catholic Scripture Study International. Stay tuned. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton. Some of our children, tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Wrapping up a Monday. Boy, that went by fast. That's what happens when you have great guests, including our present guest, Gail Berenger, Gail Buckley Berenger from Catholic Scripture Study. I love the Book of Wisdom, and you're quoting the Book of Wisdom today. Correct the yes. Good morning. Go ahead. 
Good morning. Yes, I thought it was time to want, use one of the books that we have that the Protestants threw out, which is Wisdom, and the chapter 11, verse 4, which says, When they were thirsty, they called upon you, and water was given them from from out of a flinty rock and from hard stone a remedy for their thirst. And I'm sure your listeners, Teresa, will recognize that this verse is referring to the time in Exodus Moses. when Israelites were going through the desert. Yeah, and because they were thirsty, God told Moses to strike a certain rock and water flowed out of it. Yeah, I want to make a couple of um, interesting points about this verse. First of all, the, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, St. Paul tells us that that rock was Jesus and that it, that rock followed them through the desert. You know, and I think some people might say, well, what? Jesus was a rock? Oh, come on. <laughs> but, you know, we as Catholics, we know that Jesus comes to us under the appearance of bread and wine in the Eucharist, and we, cons- and we consume him. And so it's not so hard to re- think of him as a supernatural rock from which water flowed and people drank of it. So, mm-hmm. And we know, you know, we know, and the Scripture tells us also that nothing's impossible for God. And also consider that in the New Testament, Jesus told the woman at the well, if she had asked him for a drink, that he would have given her living water. And also in John chapter 7, we're told that while at a festival, Jesus stood up and, and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So it's not so difficult to believe, you know, that he was a supernatural rock under the appearance of a rock. Um, and also mm-hmm. we know that that living water is the Holy Spirit. And um, But another point I wanted to make was that, you know, the second time when the people were again thirsty, this time God told Moses to speak to the rock instead of striking it. But Moses was disobedient to God because he struck the rock twice, and right. because of his disobedience, God punished him by not letting him go into the promised land. And, I, you know, we can't help but feel sorry for Moses because he had spent 40 years with these people that were grumbling and complaining, mm-hmm. and he was been faithful, and here he is at the edge of the promised land, and he can't go in. You know, it seems like it's almost an unfair punishment. However, we read, you know, if we read what Moses said or did in Numbers 10 or 20, it says, Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? (laughs) And then he struck it. But, you know, you think about not only was he disobedient, but he seemed to be taking credit for what God was doing, which was also Mm -hmm. made him prideful, which is sinful. But the bottom line is we can rest assured that Moses is in heaven, the real promised land, because we, you know, of course, we call him Saint Moses. We uh, we don't hear about Saint Moses very often, but we know he's a saint. And also because he showed up at the Transfiguration. With I was just going to say that with Elijah, yeah. yeah, and Jesus is conversing with with Elijah. And I love that. I just love that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So That's I think so the lesson we need to take from this is, you know, not to put God to the test. You know, not grumble and complain, but have faith in God, and you know, do His will and and believe that He's going to provide for us like He did for the Israelites in the desert, and He yeah. does for us all the time. I've been talking a lot in, in the first hour of my program the last the last week, and we had all the readings about Joseph. I just love the story of Joseph. And, oh, I and love it, too. Jo- yeah, Joseph realizes that, you know, how hard it was for him to, to see his, his brothers come back when they didn't even recognize him because he was, you know, number two in terms right. of, yeah, and, but he still said he to them, he, he cried. Say yeah, that. Oh, I just yeah. love that. Yeah, it's just I a beautiful that. story. And well, it sounds a lot like um, Esther, for example, you know, for such a time as this, yes. and Joseph recognizing 
that God allowed these things to happen so that he could save not just his family, but the lives of many people. So all the, we may, people, yeah, yeah. all the people, we may not understand when things happen, but God is at work. Just like the Pope said yesterday in the Angelus, when they, when God talks about the sower and scattering the seed, God is at mm-hmm. work, even if we don't see it right away. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to remember that God is going to bring us through things and it might be for our good, but we don't see it at the time, you know, right. It good probably stuff. is for our good. Yes, yep. or someone's good. Gail, thank you so much. Always great to catch up with you. Give us a website for Catholic Scripture Study, which I highly recommend. Thank you, T. It is a great um, Bible study. It is cssprogram.net. That stands for Catholic Scripture Study, cssprogram.net. All right. So you have a great week, and can't believe we're already uh, getting you. toward the end of July. Next week will be the, my goodness, the 24th already. Gail Buckley from Catholic Scripture Study International. Always joins us on Monday with our Scripture Verse of the Week. Remember the word Bible? Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. I use it as an acronym all the time, and remember that. Have a great Monday. Stay cool. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ciao, ciao. A domani. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.